The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. She's one of the world's most influential names in fitness, listed among the AFR's Young Rich List, Forbes, and partnered with identities like Khloe Kardashian and Good American, boasting more than 15 million followers across the globe. With a family, an empire, and dumbbells in hand, Emily has made her dreams into reality, and she's here to show that you can too. This is the You Can Podcast by Emily Skye. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the You Can Podcast. I'm joined by my good friend slash manager slash. <laughs> we need a new introduction. No, but you get upset if I don't say the slashes. What, so. <laughs> what else is there? I manager, don't know. friend, business partner, something Man else. Man who is added. upset. Annoying person. Anyway, and we also have a very special guest who's joining us today, and we're going to talk about everything from finding your passion to being true to yourself and. We're going to talk about health and fitness as well. Of so it's Georgie Stevenson. Thank you so, so much happy for joining to be us. Here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, so we're going to talk about everything, but um, I'm sure it's just going to flow as well because I, I think we have a lot in common. I was watching yes. one of your videos earlier and it's like I like I'm speaking. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love a good chat, so yeah. And well I tell us about going. yourself. What's going on? Who are you? Uh, Course. Who am I? Who are you? So, <laughs> in like 30 seconds. <laughs> really quick. Okay, so in a snapshot, my name is Georgie Stevenson. I live on the Gold Coast with my husband and two puppies. Uh, I started off uh, doing law, became a lawyer, realized that that Gee. wasn't my passion. And so right when I had this amazing job opportunity, got admitted and all that sort of thing, I actually quit that and went and did this sort of thing that was in the corner. And I had been in influencer, we've got a camera here so I don't have to say air quotes, but <laughs> yeah. an influencer uh, for majority of my law degree because I've always been so passionate about health and fitness. And I'm sure we'll get into my fitness journey, but it was a journey. And so I went from one extreme to the next uh, mm. kind of continuously. Uh, but I realized through that I had such a passion with sharing my journey and empowering women who were going through the same stuff as me. So that was a big thing. And so I quit corporate. I went off and thought, I'm going to do something that really lights me up. Mm -hmm. um, and I started a podcast, the Rise and Conquer podcast, which is my absolute passion project, my favorite thing to do. And then also a natural supplements company with my brother, which came from this, you know, personal struggle and something that happened, which we might get into as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm very like multi-passionate, multi-faceted, mm -hmm. and it's been such a long journey in regards to, you know, four or five years ago, you'd yeah. be very confused who I am now. But yeah. I How love does the influencer thing start? Uh, so I kind of was lucky. I kind of got in with a before and after photo like seven years ago and it kind of went viral. It got shared. Oh, wow. And so I kind of got the hitch then. I feel like it's very, it's so saturated yeah. these days, these days that it is hard to be shown. So back yeah. then it was definitely health and fitness, a before and after photo. And 
I shared my journey uh, really from the start when kind of not many people were doing it. Mm -hmm. So I would post recipes and talk about what I was doing um, and all that sort of stuff. So that's how it started. Then it eventuated into like YouTube and all those other platforms. So this is like your five years ago, did you say? Yeah, like my timeline is a bit blurred. I'm 25 (laughs) now and I'm like I was probably, yeah, around 20. So what were you like as a kid and a teenager? (laughs) So it's funny now looking back as a kid and teenager, I, I very much, I wanted to be good and I wanted to do well. Mm -hmm. So I didn't put a lot of thought into what made me happy and what kind of lit me up. It was a lot more of, I was very serious. I was a very serious child. Like it's funny because I have three older brothers. So there was lots of play and that sort of thing, but very serious child from a young age. I told everyone I wanted to be a lawyer. Who says that? (laughs) (laughs) And so I knew from a young age that I was going to like make something of myself. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I had this chip on my shoulder from a very young age. And you had something to prove, do you think? Yeah, which is now looking back, I'm like, it was definitely, you know, it stems from childhood and family and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But I was like this serious kid and I also was very afraid to be myself in regards to I was quite loud and outspoken and extroverted, but I didn't show that too often. I always wanted to be kind of like the good girl, yeah. if that makes sense. So you had to fit a mold kind of thing. A hundred percent. And that's what has been the biggest thing in me changing careers is like realizing that I didn't have to fit yeah. that mold. And that's why it was so huge to me because it was such a transformational thing that I realized was such so deep rooted. Yeah. How did you get there though? So, you know, I think there'll be a lot of people who listen to this podcast who maybe don't think they have mm-hmm. realized that they, you know, don't have to fit the mold and they can do their own thing. But when was the difference between when you, I guess, found out that you didn't have to fit a mold and then when you decided I'm not going to? Yeah. So to take it back a little bit. So I was, I had, I was just about to finish my law degree. uh, I was in the fifth year. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot of years to commit. Did you do a double? I started off a double and I dropped it. But then the fifth year is where you have to do your PLT. So you finish your law degree and then you have to do this like practical legal training to get You're a lot smarter than me, let me tell you that. (laughs) No, I like really, I didn't scrape by, but I had to really apply myself to make it through. (laughs) Sam scraped well by. (laughs) But look where we are. Look where we are, not practicing or using the degree. (laughs) Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I was in that and to be completely honest, like my social media and stuff was actually quite big. A lot of people question why I wasn't pursuing that. And I had always just gone, oh no, that's that's a silly thing. That's not a real thing. It's not a real job. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing my law. That's my serious Were you kind thing. of embarrassed about it in a way? Yeah. And I guess also back then, like now it is kind of transforming in the way that we're realizing how powerful mm, yeah. social media and having it's an a business is. But yeah, back then it did. I was a little bit embarrassed because people are like, oh, like, is that, is that what you're doing? And they yeah. would put others down who mm-hmm. that's what they were doing. So yeah. I would still say now that exists though. I would say yeah. a lot yeah. of corporate, True. you know, roles, accounting, yes. legal. Especially older people. Yeah. Yeah. I just think those industries, it's like, are, are you here to be a lawyer Especially or are you here to be on Instagram taking photos? I was in a law firm. So totally. I was around these people where it's like, I remember my boss when he hired me, he was like, oh, 170,000. That's a lot of friends to have on social friends. media. <laughs> and he even said like, just don't let it get, um, you know. 
any don't let out it affect control. your role yeah mm-hmm. um but so i was doing this and i never let myself believe i could do anything else and i also had this belief that work was supposed to be hard yeah. and you weren't supposed to enjoy it and so it was hard and i wasn't enjoying it and i mm-hmm. thought that's what i was supposed to do and Literally probably only six months before I left my role was when uh, my social media was really flourishing and I was making money from that, um, from various sources of that. And I also was really building this community. And it's really funny because at the time there wasn't anything there per se, like what I have now, nothing was there, but I just had this like nagging feeling inside and I was like... If I don't go and explore this, I think I'm going to regret yeah. it. And it was the regret that was like it was the regret was too yeah. big. I'd rather try and fail than never 100%. try. hundred percent. And it's funny because I'd never really thought like that. So I was like, look, who cares what people says? Who cares this if people don't think this is a serious career and all that sort of thing, let's just go and find out mm-hmm. and see what happens because I just had this like really niggling feeling that got like louder as I let it yep. get louder. What were your parents like? Um, so my dad and three brothers all became plumbers and my dad had a very successful plumbing business. My mum, stay-at-home mum, did the books and my parents came from nothing. So we're from England, moved over here when they were younger and very, very, um, not very poor, but came from nothing. And so my dad definitely instilled this Shut up, Siri. We're not talking to you. You're Siri. not welcome. Well, push Aaron. We'll do whatever it takes to get a call get out attention. of the mother Tearful trucking call. episode. <laughs> I won't be the first one to swear today. <laughs> mother trucking, hey? <laughs> I'm sorry if that comes out of me. Um, what was I saying? We were just talking about your parents. Yes, so for sorry. me, right, yeah. I think it's really interesting because yes. I know for me when I went to uni, my my parents, um, they had sort of done the business thing a little bit when I was younger. Um, and then they, when I had sort of gone to, you know, both my sister and I, it was very much like go to uni. It was very much that traditional, you school, you uni, you get a job, you start at the bottom, you grow. And then when I went to uni and I was realizing like, this isn't for me, this whole bizzo, because I was How never there. How soon did there. you realize that? <laughs> About 20 in. minutes in when they're like, the lecture starts at 9.7, you're here at 9.45. And I was like, I can't help you. Um, and then when I eventually basically was like, I'm not going to do this. So unlike you, I applied for one clerkship. I got a letter back that was like, Sweetie, no. <laughs> like, that's I, it, no I'm done. I was like, well, that's I'm the end. Done with this. And I applied for one. Every like a postgrad role, everyone's like applying to fifty because it's yeah. so competitive. I applied to one of so the biggest firm, failed and just cancelled. Like, but my mum was like, no, mm. you need to get a good job. You need yeah. to climb the ladder. Like that's the safety in that. Were your parents like that? It's interesting. No, no one in my family went to university. Okay. My dad was like, if you're going to university, you. Like he was basically like, you're not doing a business degree because I started doing one. Don't yeah. do that. That's just, you know, silly, fluffy. Yeah. It was you're, you're getting a job. And so he was. they were very much trade and jobs. So if you're going to uni, you're going to finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were very proud of me going to uni and very proud of me in specifically what I chose with law because it is. It's a prestigious, you know, mm-hmm. tidy title in society. But I did that for them. Like I yeah. very much did it for the wrong reasons. I did it so they would be proud and that sort of thing. And I, yeah. they didn't actually put that much pressure on me. I you put the pressure it. on myself. Totally, yeah. And I think a lot of us kind of do when we don't know what to do. We're like, oh, what will people, you know, 
Totally. Yeah. It's a handy degree to have though, right? Especially oh, in your line of work. So handy. Like I, and lots of people ask if I regret like doing six years and then no. leaving no. and I'm like, no. Because even you learn so much. working, yeah, in a law firm, that was like the biggest. Like I use so many of the skills that I use now. Mm-hmm. So handy. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. wild? Yeah. You're, you, you're married, right? You got married a couple yeah. of years ago? yeah. Yeah, going on two years. Oh, congratulations. Married, engaged when we were 21, babies. So, <laughs> so you, did you together. meet in uni? Uh, did I, sorry? So did you, did you guys meet while you were at uni? Um, no, we m- literally met after high school when I went to schoolies. Oh. <laughs> schoolies. I never went to schoolies. Oh, schoolies oh, was either. the best week of Maybe my life. Maybe I can life. go with my kids when they're older. <laughs> no, they're not <laughs> yes, going. <laughs> yeah, they go no, with mum. literally only. don't yeah. let them go. No. We'll, um, d- so we'll do an ambassadorship for you to appear <laughs> at their schoolies. <laughs> that would be cool. So funny. I mean, it's going to be still. so off it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so embarrassed. Um, no, so he's four years older. So he wasn't at schoolies. I was at schoolies. Okay. Um, and we, we met and then we've been together since. I was 17 and he was 21. And so Tim so has cute. always been like my biggest supporter and That's been through nice. it all. Like he was the guy taking photos of me on Aww. Instagram when all his friends were like, how can you, you know, have a girlfriend on Instagram with all these followers, you know, like jealousy yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they all assume that. Yeah, and he's like, dude, like. It's <laughs> so important. Yeah, like doesn't even, doesn't phase him, which is probably why we have worked so well. Yeah, That's and it's amazing. so important that you have people supportive around you like that. So having a partner who does support you yes. would have made the world of difference, I'd imagine. I, I couldn't have done it. I wouldn't be where I am if I have someone, if I had someone saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't Don't put photos that. up yeah. like that or, you know, followers and all that sort of thing. Because it was like back in the day, like no one kind of knew what this Instagram thing no. was and it was all no. fuzzy. Like, yeah. <laughs> so... That's the beast it is now. Yeah. That's it. So you're, we'll go, I took you backwards and let's go, no. let's fast forward again. 100%. So you've, you're working in the law firm and yes. then was it a one day situation where you're just sitting at your office and you were just like, this is <laughs> shit and I want to leave? I was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you she was to swear. I wasn't. Thank you very much. <laughs> Now I can swear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's no, usually I'm me just, every I week. get passionate. So yeah, I know. Especially about the topic. But this is the thing. Like, we're all about being real. So why hold back, right? Yeah. Well, to be completely honest, my my health was taking a toll too because I was doing my social media, full-time social media on the side. Like, mm. I would I would start a work at 730 that's why? Early. Why is a law firm open at seven thirty? I still don't know. When did um, you finish? And so, well, we finished at five, but I wouldn't get home till like seven. Oh, that's you always stayed late. So, literally, I would get up at four thirty. I would do my gym. I'd go to work. Lunch breaks. I would be editing my YouTube's, and then after work, wow. I would be, you know, like doing my social media and stuff. So. It was a struggle and I mm-hmm. could feel my body take, and mental health taking a toll and it kind of got to the point where I was like, I have to pick and yep. I didn't want to let the other stuff go. Whereas I knew I could like – and that's why I did wait till I got admitted and finished my degree and all that sort of stuff because I knew I could always go back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did that's have really smart. good experience. So I was like, look, I can always go back to it. Totally. Um, Is it yeah. like the TV shows for a law firm where it's like the lady <laughs> you stay, like that's awarded? Oh, like if you leave before seven, it's like, They all glare at you on the way yeah. yeah, and I would. Like, I would stay late. And I was really passionate. We're I was doing that here at the office. Interesting. <laughs> Shame <laughs> when you leave Don't, because everyone will leave. <laughs> and they'll hate you. Yeah. They already do. They already do. <laughs> <laughs> so who Nothing cares? to lose in, except um, for stuff. 
No, it is. It's that culture which I find it can be a little bit toxic. Yeah. It, I guess it depends mm. on the firm, but it's funny because once I kind of had decided I was leaving, and I still had to like finish time there. You could tell because I was like out the door at five p.m. I was <laughs> so like, good. "See ya." <laughs> And where, yeah, but yeah, no, the culture and just the pressure of being a law grad, like it's, yeah, it's just a lot. Like I, I, looking back, I can't believe I did both for so long. Um, But yeah, I think it's so smart. Sorry to interrupt, but that you, you didn't just leave it and and try to throw yourself into you know, social media and building all that, you sort of did it gradually and you're working yes. really hard on the side. It's an yes. important message for people to hear that it does, sometimes you have to do that and you've yes. got to do both for a little bit. And I think that's a big thing because even I left and my following and stuff, it was so, um, my community was so strong, my following was so strong and lots of people asked why, you know, I didn't leave earlier and do that sort of thing. And I'm such a big believer in like everything sort of happens for a reason and I don't think, uh, well, I think, sorry, if I left earlier and, or, you know, went off and tried to do something else, I would not be where I am. Like it yeah. all it all needed yep. to happen that way. I needed to learn the lessons yeah. and do all that sort of thing. That's the important seesaw though, right, isn't it, yep. where I yes. think a lot of people want to talk about like work-life balance yeah. and things like that. And it's like during that period of time, from what I'm hearing, you didn't no have balance. any of that. <laughs> no. It was just all one way. Yeah. But that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That allows no. you to do certain things. Yes. Yeah. You can't maintain that forever. Yes. But it's an essential step yeah. in, you know. And that needed to happen to show me what life I wanted. Yeah. Because yeah, totally. I didn't, like, I honestly didn't know myself before then. And I was just, like, trying all these different things, doing what I thought I should be doing, doing yep. what I thought society wanted me to do and my parents <laughs> to do and all this sort of thing. And I really needed to get to the point of burnout and going to the end of the degree and all that sort of thing to really know who I am and what I want from life what lifestyle I want to lead, how I want to feel when I'm working um, and how I want to feel also when I am putting out energy into the world because that's a big thing with influencer we don't really talk about is like you're constantly, well, I guess we do, but influencing people and putting out energy and I kind of had to reassess that. Is it the right energy? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it does. But I, I agree that we don't talk about it very, very often. Um, and certainly I think there's there are people out there who are putting messages out that seem to be great and whatnot, but I think that energy isn't right. You know, there's no. and that's yeah. that sort of, um, you know, that culture of fakeness and illusion yeah. and whatnot and, and the damage mm. that it is doing when that's being put out and, you know, lack of transparency and realness. Well, that's a big thing is my message now. Um, I do like fitness and health and female empowerment, all that sort of thing. And my message is now a very strong, but it was definitely, I had to go through all the past stuff. I had to go through mm-hmm. the health issues yep. and yep. the fitness journey. How else journey. would you teach people if yeah, you had no experience? exactly. Yeah. And I had to go like, I think a big thing with my audience is they resonate with me because I have worked corporate. I I know what it's like to go um, and do that Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So everything has definitely brought me to that point of what I now uh, put out there. So cool. And (laughs) and because we talk about, you know, not worrying about what other people think and doing things for you and and being your true self. And it's it's scary to to put yourself out there and go, people are going to judge me and they're not going to have nice things to say. But you need to choose that you you really want that or you stay unhappy making other people happy, I guess. A hundred and ten percent. And that was a big thing for me is I had this 
I guess this chip on my shoulder is, oh, what are people going to think? I'm ditching this. And I was working at a really good law firm, which had, you know, a name for itself. And I told people, they're like, oh, you know, they really yeah. up-leveled you and put that put you on that pedestal. And so I had these thoughts of, oh, what are people going to think? Yeah. I'm not doing this opportunity to go off and do this thing that, you know, not many people know about. And I didn't even have anything to show for myself. And actually that that definitely influenced my first year of business, which we might get into a bit later, yeah. uh, which now looking back, you shouldn't always do th- like you shouldn't do things because of what people think. Yes. And for a lot of my life, I yeah. did that. I think we all have been there before. Yeah, like either proving yourself yep. or like validation. Like, yes. Or fitting in a box because yep. you think that's what you should do. Yeah. Trying to fit in rather than finding belonging as a difference. Yes. You know, and the people 100%. who, who really you know like you for who you are you'll just fit in with belong with them rather yes. than you're trying to change yourself so that you'd fit yeah. in and people praise and then, you and, and they're whatever. not going to judge you they're not yeah. going to make you feel like and shit. it doesn't matter so what um what tips would you give to people who you know, who want to do a similar thing or have a career change or yeah you know, put themselves I, out there yeah for sure I think a big thing is what I kind of was saying about the whole regret thing yeah if you're thinking about it and if you don't do this next um thing or what you want to will you look back and regret it because yeah. that like that is something I just couldn't live with, me either. live with like I just no. couldn't and I think a lot of a lot of people they probably like might not think that far, but really think about if I don't go and explore this other option, how will I feel looking back? So it's kind of like the first thing of like yeah. feeling that feeling. Um, well, I'm not sure. I, personally, I don't know that it's – I don't know if it's that people can't look forward enough. I think it's that the the fear is greater than the fear of potential. Failure? Yeah, yes. the fear is greater in that circumstance. So people look at it and go, yeah, I might regret it, but the fear of whether it's what people will think if I say I'm going to do this or the response, I think the fear just always overcomes. Like, I think 100%. a lot of people would be able to identify, I'm going to regret not doing this in a long term, mm. in a 10 year window. If you but, keep thinking about it, I think you need to just go for it. That's what Well, I see, that's a bigger, that's such a great point too, Sam, is like uh, the biggest. Uh, when I look back in my life and how much I have progressed in the last couple of years to the years before that, it's because I stepped into the fear. Yeah. Yep. I didn't Feel let, the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, like I didn't yep. let it rule me and there was so much fear. There was so much fear about what people were thinking mm. of me and all this sort of stuff and I just stepped in it, stepped into it and then once you kind of just put that little foot first yep. and you just like wedge your way, the hardest it, part. it's the hardest part and it just gets easier. It's like health and fitness. <laughs> yes. Cause when you are feeling aligned, like it really does, it gets easier. Yeah. But a hundred percent, that's such a good point. Like the fear is a big thing. A bit, you know, the, the whole comfort zone thing, like the magic happens when you're out of your comfort zone, yeah. when you're in the fear. And more things happen and then you feel more confident and you're able to do yeah, you're other able to things deal with more. Yeah. yeah. So I, I always believe, and there's a lot of things that I I fear and I do things daily that I fear, but I always feel so accomplished after and I feel empowered. I feel like I can yes. do anything and I'm on What's top of the next? world. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> feeling. So sitting in your comfort zone, I think, is the worst thing humans can do. And you sort of, for me anyway, I don't feel alive. I feel like I'm just floating no. along. And no. not really how do you check in on that? I mean, either of you can answer that. But how do you check in, you know, you're saying sitting in your comfort zone. How does one? How does someone know if they're in it? Well, for me, I am someone who does get very anxious. Yeah, and me too. so <laughs> I ha- like I see a psychologist, yeah. I do all the things. And I guess for me, 
it's this feeling um, when nothing is kind of challenging me, Mm -hmm. I'm not stepping into the fear. And that is very in my comfort zone. When things are just coming easy, I'm just rolling through and I'm not challenging myself. Like that's when a big thing where I kind of have to reassess and I'm like, okay, what am I actually doing? So does that make you anxious because you're not doing something or do you get anxiety over doing no, something? You know, I get anxiety over doing something, yeah. but that's a big thing is I've learned to cope with it to like almost like get lean it. into it. I don't know yep. if this yep. is healthy. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, I know what you're saying. <laughs> and no, but to work through it because yeah. I always think like you don't, you don't get anything that you can't handle. Yeah. Um, so I like I work with someone and I work through my anxiety and like my mental health. But I guess, sorry, coming back to the comfort zone thing is definitely looking at like my tasks and what I'm doing every single day. And if it's not challenging me, looking yep. at where, you know, I can sort of change things up and te- like challenge myself. Is and it get getting my comfort bored? Zone. Do you think like you kind of get like there's nothing that's lighting? Is that the word? Is that a word? Igniting. Lighting you up? Igniting? Yeah, I'm using Not all the Not necessarily words. because there's so many things that I am now comfortable with that light me up and yeah. I love doing. Like the podcast, like I would used to get – I used to get so nervous interviewing people. Yeah. And now like my husband asked me, I went to Sydney and I interviewed quite a few people last week and he's like, are you nervous? And I'm like, no, not at all. Isn't that a good feeling? It's amazing. And so – but that still lights me up. Yeah. But we started doing live events last year for the podcast and that literally rattled me. Yeah. And that's when I knew I was like, I have to go right in <laughs> right now because I could feel it. And it it was so much like I remember feeling these feelings of what if no one buys tickets? Yeah. You know, like my mean girl voice Doubt. came and I was like, what if no one buys tickets? What if, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as I caught myself, I was like, this is it. Yeah. This is what I need to do. I need to step in. It's becoming aware of yourself yes, and, those, and those negative thoughts. Self-awareness, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Do you think that the self-awareness has evolved as you've now stepped into what you want to do and you're now more passionate? Or has the self-awareness always been present for you, but you've just not paid attention to it? Um, like were you I, self-aware sitting at your office at the law firm going, I shouldn't be here? Yes, 100%. Okay. And I, I knew deep down I knew, but I, there was there's almost like this split personality yeah. <laughs> of me where there's one side going, this isn't your passion, you know, you shouldn't do this, and the other side saying, shush, we're doing this, this is mm. what we should be doing. Yeah. Um, so I've always been very self-aware, even as a child, that's why my parents have said, um, but almost self-aware to the point where – I can push it away because I am self-aware. Does yeah. that make sense? Well, that does make yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, but a big thing for me in the last couple of years is I have gotten way more self-aware because I do a lot of personal development. I love the podcast. I love reading and all that, all that sort of thing, which actually didn't happen uh, for a long time. Probably in the last two or three years was before that I didn't do much of the self-development, whereas now I'm like a junkie for it. So I feel like- What does someone do if they're at home now and they're like, they don't do anything for their own self-development or personal development? Uh What's like the first few things they should do? Uh, Well, pick, pick what you struggle with. So for example, a big struggle that I had was I had a big struggle with money. Not a big struggle with money, but I had this money story that- you could get money, but it was hard to come by. And then once you had it, you keep it really, like you keep it tied because, it. Mm-hmm. yeah, you don't know when it's going to come back. And that's, you know, we all have these stories from our parents or growing up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I went out and I picked a money book. And then that completely changed my story. I completely rewrote my story. And then my fitness journey um, and my health journey was, a, um, you know, started with fitness and health. 
a lot like you, Emily. And then it developed into this mental health thing where I realized I had a lot of issues with my body yeah. and self-love. And then I would go pick a self-love book or podcast or something like that. Like almost pick something you'll struggle with, go all in on it. And there's so many free resources this, oh, these yeah. days. Like there's really no excuse. There's so many good YouTubes and podcasts so and that sort of thing. Like you don't actually have to go and buy a book if that's, you yeah. know, expensive. You don't have to spend any money. No. And the it's really kind of just wanting it enough and realizing, so for example, the money story, I guarantee so many people would have the same story, but they're not even aware. And so I know it, it's kind of hard. It's easy for me to say, you know, do this, but I think you need to look at your life and seeing what is currently holding you back, what negative like thoughts are holding you back, what stories in your head are holding you back. And when I say stories, I mean, Things you tell yourself that the bullshit story. Yeah, like they're not actually when <laughs> you helpful. I get them out of your head, they're not actually fact. Yeah, they're things that you tell yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not you. It's just you're always obviously your mind's always constantly thinking things. Yes, you don't yes. have to own every thought. You can, yeah, you got to choose exactly. Like I used to have this like story um, about like I am dumb. And then I Me too. Like, and then I'm like, I still do it sometimes. <laughs> no, you can't do that. And then, so I used to be like, well, and then this was during my law degree when I was like really struggling with assessment, which was pretty much everyone. And I would be like, um, but clearly you're not done because you got, you know, you were able to get in the degree. So exactly. like, you almost have to get the thought and, um, really unpack it and then kind of think, okay, this is a story that I, Tear it apart. Throw it away. Yeah. This is something that is on repeat in my head. Mm. Kind yeah. of interesting. <laughs> and then let's keep going forward in the narrative. I yeah. feel like I'm like, yeah. this is your life. Like I've got the book open. I know. So, like, I'm like, I'm, so we I'm learning through. so much though. I'm getting so much from this. No, it's good. And so we, you've obviously left the law firm. You've started your influencer life yes. um, and you're sort of progressing from there. Where is the distance from that point on until then? You, is your first business you've started off the back of that? Um, is it Naked Harvest? Yes, but no. But no, okay. It is Naked Harvest. But so the like kind of timeline, the first thing I kind of did that monetized my influence the business, obviously I was doing brand deals and stuff. Yep. But my own thing, which was a big thing for me is like, I'm like, I don't want to just be an influencer and, you know, build yeah. other brands. Like that was a part of my business in a revenue, revenue stream. But I was like, I want to do something of my your own, self, your yes. Own, yeah. Sorry. Um, and the first thing was an ebook. So I oh, thought, cool. what's something that I have struggled with, um, uh, or that I'm really passionate about, and how can I help others? And so, uh, obviously, health and fitness. A big thing um, in my health and fitness journey was uh, I was never diagnosed with an eating disorder, but I had very obsessive um, habits mm-hmm. and disordered eating habits. And so, a big kind of thing for me was getting into intuitive eating yeah. um, and sort of breaking that stigma. And so, I did a ebook, which was um, well. At first, I did a health coaching thing, and then I did an ebook, which was a beginner's guide to intuitive intuitive eating plus healthy living recipes. And so that was a big thing. And then I launched that. And then maybe six months after that, it was the podcast. And then four or five months after that, it was Naked Harvest. So how long ago is it? Five, I'm yeah, where, where is you that? You can't pinpoint yeah. it roundabout. <laughs> okay, so 2018 yeah. um, at the beginning, beginning of year is when I left corporate. Yep. Yeah. And you got married that year too. Ago, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we got married then too. And then the ebook. 
podcast. Wow. So much has happened in a short time. Yes. Yeah, so oh, much. wow. Well went. Congratulations. Thank you. It's Thank amazing. you. Well, it's funny because I always say that in regards to once I like found this passion yeah, and attention, rolls. holy crap, the momentum was yeah. unbelievable compared to what was happening, you know, the seven mm. years before that. Yeah. So mm. how did Naked passion. Harvest come about? Okay. Fun story. So I won't name names or anything, but obviously I'm an influencer. I was working with supplement brands. Mm-hmm. Very, I've always been into supplements and loved it. Like you see my YouTube, like right back in the day, I was like making my own pre-workout with like supplements. I, had <laughs> I used bought. to mix yeah. things like that too. <laughs> yeah, like I was a chemist, like <laughs> not good. But anyway, uh, so always been really into supplements. Um, and I was working for this brand and I loved, like loved the taste, loved the supplements. Anyway, I have a friend who he um, also has a supplement company uh, in Brisbane and he actually tested those supplements and showed me the results where they were putting in the labels were saying, um, you know, all natural, Mm -hmm. uh, no added, sorry, no, yeah, no fillers, no refined sugars, um, vegan, all this sort of stuff. And there was um, dextrose, which Uh is not a natural sugar. (laughs) Like, and it was, it was like the yummiest protein. So it all makes sense. Didn't mean to say protein. Anyway, um, and then also, so I found out these brands were putting stuff into their supplements. vegan too. And I felt so... It felt so heavy to me because not not only do I care about what I put in my body, but I was influencing other yeah. people to take it, and this was a shit product, mm-hmm. basically. You felt responsibility for So it. much responsibility. So I stopped taking it. I kind of went quiet for a month, and then lots of people were asking about it, so I just got on and I said, look, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. And so stopped using that brand. That happened. I addressed it, and kind of that was it. And then I was talking to my brother, and so I started Naked Harvest with my – um, brother and he lived at the Gold Coast at this point and he was working in Brisbane so he had, the, had these long drives where he'd call me for a chat and we've always been quite close and so I, I was you know talking about this and just saying how like upset I was and how shit it made me look and all this sort of stuff having a big whinge and then he turned around and he's like why don't you create your own supplement company and I was like what I was like, yeah, and I, I just, compl- I was like, no, I completely brushed it off. I was like, how would I do that? No, blah, blah, blah. And then anyway, he called back the next day and he was like, no, I'm being serious. What if we did it together? Because I said, oh, my God, are you kidding? Like, I literally have no time. Like, I have no time in my life. Uh, where would I find the time to do this? Blah, blah, blah. All these stories. And so he came, he called me back and he was like, no, I'm being serious. Let's do it. Because uh, we did actually have the, not the details, but we, we did know we could do it. But he was like, you know, I can help in regards to the time factor. We could do it together, blah, blah, blah. And so he planted the idea. I actually said no. Um, But then we kept talking about it. And then it just eventuated. We started researching. So lots and lots of research months and months beforehand. Which is so important. Yes, so (laughs) important. Um, And then I finally kind of came around and I was like, and once I say I'm going to do something, like, I'm like, let's do it. Um, And then we worked together. Like, I think it was a good... It would have been like a year before we actually launched is when we started working on it, started developing what products we wanted to do, who we wanted to go with. It was so important for us to find, you know, ingredients. Well, first of all, the biggest thing was to find a manufacturer who we knew um, had integrity, yeah. had lots of integrity. Which is so hard to yeah. find. <laughs> so um, 
that it was a, a long process. We wanted to do everything right, but it, it came from that need because and then also I did a lot of research and did a deep dive and realized how like the supplement industry is like the Wild West. There's actually yeah. not a lot of regulations. They could get away with this stuff, all that sort of stuff. And I just could not believe, especially because health and fitness, it's such a big business. Yeah. And there's so many like young people who are just so blinded because an influencer post, yeah. they just get it. And so I almost like felt this like responsibility. Mm. I was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this natural supplement company. We're gonna prove that supplements can taste delicious with um, you know, all the natural stuff, all the right stuff, no fillers, no crap. Like it was like almost hundred percent me just proving myself my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it started. That how exciting. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot. It was like word vomit. No, love I get really that. hyped up about it. It's good. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people would realize how unregulated that industry is. So unregulated. And so there's actually new laws coming in, which I'm very excited about. Um, and you'll notice a lot and lot of yeah, supplements. I actually know about these yes, laws. Getting taken off the shelves because they just, yeah. Anyway, long story short, it is getting more regulated, which is amazing because. Yeah. Especially for me, a big health thing for me at that point because of my health journey is my nervous system and adrenals and everything were quite shot. Mm. Um, yeah. and so, so common. Yes, when you're having synthetic caffeine and mm. synthetic products constantly in your bodies in these amounts that are unregulated, it's just so unsafe mm. and it took such a toll on my body. So definitely I love when businesses kind of come from your personal struggle because you do have so much passion from them. Yeah. And how was so? How long has that company been around for now? Uh, we're just going on nine months. Wow, how's baby, it going? Good, super baby, amazing. We have we have such a strong like community who are just obsessed with the same thing, like a natural, um, natural, no nasties, all that sort of thing. So it has been amazing. It's definitely like. You know, it comes with its challenges yeah. and stuff. I'm sure you guys Every know. Business has yeah, and we're like total rookies. But I think because we do have so much passion, like we make it happen, and we're slow. We've done everything quite slow. Like yeah. we um, have built out our team so, and we are, you know, got a warehouse and did all these sort of things. Um, but it, yeah, it's going really amazing, and it's like. I couldn't imagine not doing it now. It's really funny because yeah. I keep progressing, but I'm like, oh, my God. I keep, like, stepping into these roles where I'm like, this is me. And I'm like, I really um, I really enjoying the business – sorry, business aspect of, like, the business side of things, which I didn't think I would enjoy. I actually started doing business in law. I hated business. Um, so I'm really enjoying – you didn't have that passion for it. No, so it comes yeah. With it. So I'm really enjoying that sort of side of things as well. What's it like working with your husband? <laughs> um <laughs> I was asking you this Does that before. that blur the lines? <laughs> no, well, it's actually really good because he works at the warehouse and I work from home most of the time. So, like, I'll pop in for a meeting and it's, like, all fun because, you know, I don't. separation there. Yeah, so there is separation. It's, it's interesting because uh, we did take a big risk because, you know, we own two houses, we have two mortgages, and he completely quit his job. Yeah. And so we're, you know, doing the wild thing. So sometimes it can be a struggle um, in the aspect of, uh, you know, just navigating that. It's such yeah. new territory. But, like, we don't, you know, kill each other because we don't even – I'm glad. Like, yeah, we don't kill each Focus. other because we're not working side by side yeah. or anything. And it's actually been really nice because Tim was working really long hours before. And so I've noticed such a shift in him 
doing something where you can tell it's like it's way it's way more better for our lifestyle. We can schedule in our time like to be completely honest, like we were both waking up four thirty and like now we don't have alarms. Yeah. Like so so those little things, it's like unbelievable for our relationship um and he's also getting quite passionate about it too which he's not someone he's not he's a chiller he's like ultimate chiller so he's not a big and I'm like the opposite yeah so we we balance each other out but I have noticed him getting quite passionate about it and so that's really nice to see yeah but I mean ultimately I guess like he knows that he's there building something yes, to help you as well exactly. and your future together. 100%. So rather than going to work and it's like for someone else. Exactly. And yeah, it is quite funny though. So in Naked Harvest, like um, my brother is my the co-owner and then like our parents recently, my parents, uh, they're retired and they like live on a boat and sail the world. Wow. But they've, they've come back oh, and they're helping us in the warehouse. And so I literally get to the warehouse and it's like husband, brother, mum and dad, his wife. And then we've just hired my cousin as our graphic designer. <laughs> so good. Wow. And we have other team too, but it's like, it is, I really, really like it. I've always been quite close to my family and it's it's really cool kind of doing this process together. together yeah. yeah. So it's like really family owned business. Have you had any like big mistakes that you've made in business that you've gone, yeah, that's a mistake and I've learned from it now for the future? Ah, uh, Yes. I mean, there'd be lots, right? No, there's lots. The first one that comes to uh, my head and to become very transparent, something. We love that. (laughs) We didn't factor into our prices was the fact that we are an online business and we are kind of, you know, our influences are a big side of our business. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of forgot the whole influences have codes. And so we... (laughs) didn't really like profit wise and that was a big thing for us too is we wanted to be really reasonable um and have a lot of integrity with our prices just because I realized too when I was doing my um research in the supplement industry and there's like so many fillers they don't even have the right ingredients and you know they charge an arm and a leg so uh, that was one of our pillars um so you know when we're pricing and doing our products we didn't actually take into consideration and which after this, I've been told everyone does um, the whole like you know how you give your influencers like the fifteen percent off. Yeah. So like that was a big rookie error. Um, but you learnt from it. Yeah, and I was like, good to know for <laughs> <Yeah>. next time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. There's there's been lots of little things, but nothing. You know, it's really like, not. Yeah, knocked you down. Sort of no, thing. no, yeah. and I think that's the whole thing. Like you need yeah. to be constantly learning and yeah. constantly progressing and so, adjusting. Yeah, and reassessing, like looking, okay, what happened in the last six months and what do we want to change? What do we want to keep? Like we're constantly doing that. So, yeah, lots, but, you know, How do you go with goal setting personally under the business? Love goal setting. You seemed the type. (laughs) I I thought I'd ask. (laughs) I've got a whole YouTube on it (laughs) and a podcast. Um, I'm a big very goal oriented. Like Tim is like chiller, like just so chill. Down and I'm flow. like, let's go through our goals. Like <laughs> coffee's on, at 10. Yeah. Like, uh, so I'm a big, and bit. I love that about myself because I really need to, sorry, I'll just get straight to the point. So goal setting, the biggest thing for me is getting clear. So, um, specific. Yes. Cause so many people, they kind of like, oh yeah, like I want to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. But like, you need to get so clear on what you want, when you want mm-hmm. it, how you're going to get there. What does that look like? Really sort of like flesh it out. 
in saying that, I don't like to get too specific. I don't set goals in the respect of, you know, weight loss or something like that. No, no way. And or even stuff like I want to earn this certain amount of money or anything Mm. like that. I am a big believer in like setting intentions. Yeah. So how do I want to feel? I love that. Yeah. So a big thing for me this year, 2019 was like, fucking shit show. <laughs> like it was just like so busy. I was doing a million things and we got so much done, so much done, but I could definitely feel burnout towards the end mm. of the year. So a big intention for 2020 was like, I really want to enjoy it, which is why I started this whole thing. So a big thing is like making sure, and it's funny cause it's, you know, it's not a goal you would think, but it's like really enjoying, um, process enjoying the process and making sure we are like factoring in so we're not just like smashing things and we have no time and we're running around like headless chickens or anything like that so it's about planning more um to make sure it's not too yes I'm last year I realized I was doing any everything last minute and Mm -hmm. I was like constantly in this reaction mode um whereas this year we're like okay so for this quarter we're focusing on this and this product's coming out and blah 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 and then this and kind of like setting it out so you can have a plan for the whole year yeah and then being clear to what season you are in I'm a Mm -hmm. big person on season so for example last year it was kind of one big season but like I knew it was a season of hustle yeah. And I was like, all right, this is it. We're doing it. Whereas um, I think it's important to be clear of, okay, are we in se- a season of just maintaining and, you know, recouping, yeah. if that makes sense. So I don't know. I used to be way more specific with goal setting and I do have this whole process, but I think a big change has been putting those intentions and in how I want to feel too because, you know, life isn't just about ticking all the boxes. Yeah. What's the point if you don't enjoy it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So obviously it's going to look different for everyone, but in saying that I am a big goal orientated person. person sorry because it does it gives me so much purpose Mm -hmm. and I do love like ticking them off and then going okay this is done what are we focusing on next yeah yeah and I guess it wouldn't be an Emily Sky podcast without some health and fitness tips. Yeah, let's go. Girls, getting to that. What's, what's your training like? Um, so it's funny. I go again through seasons. Yeah. I had a big switch in regards to like just a little dealer on like my health journey. It was very restrictive eating, lots of cardio, mm-hmm. and then my body completely freaked out. I had hormone imbalances, lost my period, all that sort of fun stuff and then I realized how I I needed to change and sort of treat myself better and so then I started weight training and then since then such a big lover of weight training um it's interesting though so for the last couple of months what I realized was happening in my schedule is I was very stressed out like I said I was in this hustle mode and I would go to gym around nine o'clock and it would kind of be this like big old deal where you got to drive to gym you do your gym session drive home it would end up being an hour and a half and it actually was stressing me out more because it was taking so much from my day and it was actually it was not actually helping and for me Mm -hmm. my exercise is like 
such yeah like it's like um almost like a meditation like it's so for my mental health and it actually was hindering me so I had to reassess and for the last couple months I've been doing home workouts I bought like 12 kilo dumbbells and like I'll do different things and I've been loving that because I don't do more than 30 minutes I get it done I'm back in my office I'm not stressing but in saying that like I definitely go through seasons like I'll probably get into something uh get back into weight soon and that sort of stuff but I'm really about doing what works for you not just what you think you should do yeah 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 and that's so important I think because I think a lot of people and I do it too I get bored with a particular training like one time I'll be doing you dread it I'll be doing sprints and then I'll be like okay I'm gonna go and do weights now or I'll do both together or I'll start doing boxing and there's always something Yes. Different. And that's good because you've got to yeah, keep it going. Yeah, that's the beauty of it because you, you it want exciting. it to be sustainable. Exactly. You don't want it to just be this quick thick. So, yeah, training. I love the seasons that you're talking yes. about though. That's oh, so I'm cool. all about seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your um, your food? Are you a vegan? or? Um, No, no labels. Don't yeah, subscribe to labels of food. Me either. <laughs> um, none of that business anymore. I just eat seafood <laughs> and eat it. Just eat all the food. <laughs> right now anyway. Um, Again, that came from, well, I guess I do, like I am big on like intuitive eating yep. just because I did come from such a restrictive eating background. Um, So I just am very much of whatever I intuitively feel like I yep. will eat. And for me that changes, like for example, I tend to eat um, like later in the morning, like nine, 10 o'clock because mentally I am like on and like brain is working so much better. So I get straight in the office and I do my work and I find that eating kind of distracts me, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like hungry. Whereas a lot of people I know, they, they need it. Yeah, yeah, they need it. So I'm very much like, I even don't like, lots of people ask about like, what do you eat in a day and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I, I show that on YouTube, but I'm like, it's going to be so different yeah. for everyone. What works for me isn't going to work for mm-hmm. you. And I took, I've taken so long to figure that out in my journey yeah. and really kind of got individual of that. So you hear about it a lot. Everyone's saying, oh, what works for you? Like yeah. One doesn't work for the other. You yes. find what works for you. Yeah. You don't truly understand it until no. you just go, okay. Yeah. Like today, I might, I mean, it's different when I'm pregnant, but one day might be totally different to oh, the next. So that's different. Fine. And yeah. You know, I mean, at the moment, all I want is chocolate and ice cream <laughs> and, and shapes and, and, <laughs> shapes <laughs> and <laughs> chips and everything else. But do you, when you say intuitive eating, do you, like, are you? craving sort of um, junk sort of food. I don't like to label too. Yeah. But. So a big a journey for me of intuitive eating is there's this whole stage of like what I had to do is like take all the labels off, like take all the food labels. Yeah. I had all these things of like, you know, I couldn't eat carbs after five yeah. and like all these silly things. Like the good and the bad food yeah. and stuff. And yeah. it's uh, funny because for a stage there, um, I was really into the high fat sort of diet because yeah. my hormones were so damaged mm-hmm. from restrictive eating. They like needed to be replenished. And yeah. so I was thriving on high fat yeah. and I just love high fat food. Yeah, me too. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, actually, lots of people. Yeah. But um, so that was really working. But I find now it's actually just so balanced. Yeah. Balanced. And I guess like I do have a lot of education. I have ad- educated myself on yeah. macros and those different sorts of foods. So it happens I, naturally. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like the split decision between picking something that I know is going to make me feel good, is going to keep me full, is going yeah. to keep me satiated, mm-hmm. and then also what I feel like. Yeah. So it's like it's so hard to kind of – It's it, hard to say it exactly. Yeah, yeah. because it's such a process it and – like when you start doing it, it feels very unnatural. You're like, yeah. especially if you're someone who has dieted a lot, intuitive yeah. eating, you're like, yeah, but I literally don't know what I feel like. Yeah. I so remember what does I, that look like in a day? 
Um, it's different every day. Yeah, it's different every day. Yeah, I don't care. Give me a day. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you today. No, well, actually, and I, I'm the person, like, I will eat the same for, like, months. Me and then too. I'll change. Me so, too. Like, and then you're sick of it and you're yeah, like, Yeah, and I'm like, ugh, can't stand it. So at the moment, breakfast is three-ingredient protein pancakes, which is just banana, eggs, protein with yogurt on I've top. been having that too. It's so really? good with yeah. maple syrup. Amazing. Um Lunch. When you say maple syrup, what like regular Hun- maple 100% syrup? 100% maple one. syrup. Right. No, none of that sugar free shit. Don't that's like that. That's not the real stuff. <laughs> no, that. real. Oh, that's a big thing about intuitive eating is like you need to question why am I picking this? Is it because I like the taste of it or is it because, you know, diet culture has told mm. me this is what I should do? Yeah. Um, and I go, I really like maple syrup, so I'm yeah. going to do the 100% one. So yeah. that, that's a whole not thing. Not having with fears it. around No, fears, and going, I like this, it's energy, sure. Yeah. Um, lunch is like a really quick thing for me. I'm really into like tuna wraps. So mm-hmm. I just get a wrap, tuna wrap, salad. I always have stuff prepared. And then um, dinner is kind of whatever Tim wants. It's usually like meat, veg, yeah. a carb, whatever. Like fairly, rice fairly or basic. potato. I'm so basic. Yeah. And a big thing also about me, which I find people are shocked about, I don't really snack because my main meals are always big enough yeah. that I don't feel like I need to snack. I'm the same. Because I remember back in the day I used to be like, what snack can I have? I was yeah. like really like weird about it. Because it was the eight meals or Yeah, six and I had to have six meals yeah. and I was just thinking about the next meal. But at the moment like I really just like my main meals are big enough and satiated enough that I don't snack. You don't crave it. Yeah, like yeah. I'll, sometimes I'll have a piece of chocolate. You're getting everything you need in that meal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and so, everyone's different too. And also for me it's a time thing. I don't want to be eating, eating all day. Yeah, like eating all day. That's such a waste of time for me. So I'm like I, this meal needs to fill me up like fill me up for like five yeah, hours. So, you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, there you love go. it. You got an answer out of you. You got the answer out. <laughs> Sam always gets what he wants. Yeah. Most well, of the time. No, I, like I love it. See. I love I think it. people like to sort of get a bit of a tangible feel, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have, and then I always have dessert. Oh, What's a dessert? Uh, like whether it's chocolate or I'm really into like I love like I will make a protein um, dessert like whether it's like some slice I make or something like yeah, that. I love like some for us. Treat. Did you bring it in today? I didn't but it's really good and I will do it. So I'm really good. into this like um, just protein like macadamia slice thing. Oh, it's so yeah. good. But I yeah, think, always dessert. And that's what having a balanced sort of diet is, right? It's mm. having like you're still having all the nutrients you need, but it's still having things that you that satisfy that exactly. you feel good. Because yes. you're active too, you don't have to be too worried about, oh, is this, you know, going am I having too much sugar or Yeah, exactly. Too many carbs? And I think it kinda of, it definitely like it um evens itself out yeah. over the day. So yeah. I love that. Mm. I want to pivot to something and it's something I've been dealing with a lot. Well, okay. I'm, I'm sure you do too. Online haters and mm. trolls. I saw your stories yeah. the other night. I had enough. Poor I was thing. like, stuff this. I'm talking about it because I think it's important and so if we shut our mouths then I think it doesn't really we don't really get anywhere and then people realize that they're yeah. you know they might be dealing with something and they don't know that other people are as well but yeah. once they hear that you are they're like oh okay and I think right. also a big thing is like it's like these days they don't think influencers are like real people no we're just like <laughs> we're just robots. Robots. yeah and I'm like <sighs> oh we put ourselves out there so we should we should be able to hack oh, it you know that is like my most don't be online if you can't handle yeah. it and I'm so like who are you <laughs> These are like death threats. Like, what do you De- mean? Literally, no death one's still, like, no one can handle this. Like, I know. Yes. So how how like is there a process you go through um, mentally? To be completely it? honest, I straight away will just like delete the comment. I yeah. don't feed into it or anything like that. Uh, like you were saying on your stories when you were chatting about it, I think negative comments. 
they're usually not even a reflection on you. They're no. such a reflection on what the other person is going to. And so the first thing that I try and go to so it doesn't upset me is I try and go to the place of this person is obviously I'm so triggering to yeah. this person. They are obviously in such a bad place in their mm-hmm. life that, um, you know, they, they can't deal with this. And it's not actually about me. It's about them. I would be totally lying if I am saying it didn't affect me. Like, I'm yeah, not going to lie. human. <laughs> yeah. Course. I'm not going to lie. Even yeah. this morning, I looked up, like, my reviews on my podcast, which I hadn't done for ages. And don't get me wrong. It's, like, 4.5 stars. So it's, like, amazing. amazing there's so many yeah. amazing ones. But, you know, there's a, a couple that yeah. have chatted about, like, because I have a speech impediment, which was a big doubt that came. Do? With doing Yes. Um, so it, that was a big doubt that came um, I tend to like stutter of my words I do that and all I time. get dyslexic with putting words so in front do of I. each other. So I think um, it's cool. So we're going to make it cool. All yeah, right. Like it's my I personality. I did not notice that with you at all, but oh, I, I know you. I definitely struggle. Um, yeah. So I struggle a bit. And so that's, it's something that I know myself. And so when mm. someone points it out and that's so people why people point it out yeah, to you. And they'll oh. give me like a one star and they're like, or like when they say, <gasps> they said something about like, it just sounds so scripted and I sound uh. so young. And I was like, cause my audience is like you young are, women. Young. Like, I'm you 25. Are young. I'm young. Yeah. Go yeah away. And go away. <laughs> so it definitely does. And like what I it's actually. It's not constructive. No, shut it's up. not. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. <sighs> and so what I do is I just try and think about am I giving my energy to like, look at all the good comments. And and sometimes like I'll get so many comments on Instagram that I won't even get to reply to nice comments. So why why give my energy to the the negative comments? It's human nature though, isn't it? To focus on it. You have to be so strong. You've got to go, no, I'm not going to let them get to me. Yeah. Which I have been doing. How do you deal with it? Well, because I started – a long time ago, probably about 10 years ago or something like that. So I've been around for a while <laughs> and I'm old too. But, um, it, I mean, it is hard receiving them and a lot of, most of the time I ignore and I, I do mm. sort of just block and delete or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I will ask if they're okay because I actually feel bad for them. Yes. I actually you, think. You understand they're in yeah, such a bad so place. Yeah, so I put them, myself in their position and go, okay, maybe they're going through, through something that is so terrible and they, they're probably on the verge of maybe ending their life. You just mm, don't know, right? Yeah. So I think I don't want to contribute to that or – if there's any way, and I'm no expert, of course, and I'm not a psychologist, so no. I'm not built to deal with no. that any further. But if I can say something that um, hopefully, you know, shows mm. them a bit of love. I think also, sorry to interrupt you, but something I've realised, I have replied back to a couple. And when you reply back and you are very kind yeah. and you're kind of like, oh, I'm sorry you feel like this, but blah, blah, mm. blah. They tend to backpedal yeah. and they're like, because well, they think, don't know what to say. Yeah. And they like, they realize that you're a human and you're, you yeah. know, you're actually a genuine person. Yeah. And, and it's almost like I've had a couple of people and they'll backpedal and they'll like apologize and just be like, oh, you know, mm. you can see they were frustrated. Yeah. And so sometimes it's almost like giving them the benefit of the it, doubt. It is. Yeah. And I mean, some people sometimes are just assholes. Fucked. <laughs> yeah. Some people, there's no getting through. And it's happened to me before where I've showed kind kindness and it's backfired and they've yeah. like, They've thought that I was being like nasty yeah. or being yes. like um, taking the piss. Yes. What's the word? Like um, I can't think of what I'm trying to say, but um, it's like I'm um, – Yeah, you're being yeah. – What's the word, Sam? Like, Help me out here. What no, are you yeah, here facetious. for? Well, it's like you. Um, they think I'm trying to like be um, – like have a joke, like, you know. Yeah, um, take it. Are you okay? Mocking. mocking. Thank That's you. That's Easy word, but <laughs> didn't both didn't get it. Sorry. No. <laughs> but I have baby brain, you see, so that can't use that one. But, yeah, they, they thought I was mocking them and I was like, mm. genuinely – 
Yeah, concerned. genuinely concerned. And like initially I want to go, who the fuck do you think you are? Like how dare yes. you? Like I go through these feelings. Oh, I'm not this perfect person that goes, so oh, aggravated. I love. No, I go through those feelings and want to unleash. Mm. But then I go, okay, deep breaths. They're going through some sort of shit here mm. in their life and and I, you know, what am I going to do? Either send them love or yep. don't don't acknowledge them. And exactly. Send them to my page. I'll show them some love. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it is hard. Anywho, <laughs> I feel we like we've run on. a on. negative note, though. We're not going to because I'm going to ask another question. Oh, good. Love it. <laughs> uh, you mentioned before that you read a lot of books and whatnot, and so I thought let's get, like, your top couple of books. Oh, yes. I'll put you right on the I'm, spot here. Have you got your list? No, I've got Audible, so you wait because oh, I want to be very go. specific. Oh, so, so you listen, you don't oh, read? yeah, who's got time to no, read? No, I know. Then you can <laughs> drive and train. And no, Audible changed it. my life. Like I'm really? so – like I don't get me wrong, I do like I a love book. It. Yes. Um, but Audible, especially when, you know, just in the car – like totally. here it took me, it was only like 26 minutes, but like that's 26 minutes. 26 minutes, 32 wow. seconds. That's On her what, goals calendar. Yeah, was I was like, like, I put that in there, oh my, my schedule. I, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was specific. Um, <laughs> you lost me now. But that's 26 minutes that I could totally. have been, you know, spending on self-development. Yeah, and getting something I often like from. to stage a concert in a car, though, and I don't know if I can give up that sort yeah. of journey. Yeah. Sam gets it depends what vibe you're on. To, that's true. Well, you know. I don't want to take it away from the surrounding cars. They like to witness, you And you know? like to abuse them all, so. Well, no, it depends on the day. <laughs> for, for, for a good reason, though, <laughs> right? Depends Usually. on the mood. Okay, so the book what that I was got? talking about in the podcast first about money, which mm-hmm. if you have any issues with your money story or anything like that. Are you coming out with Rich Dad Poor Dad? Is that where you're going? No. No. Oh. God, no. <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> mean that. That's where we're going. I was like, here we go. Everyone out there is going, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're yeah, talking no, about. I haven't read that one yet, but I've heard a lot about it. But, yeah. no, this one is like, oh, my God, it's a vibe. Like, the author is like hilarious, uh, but it's "You're a Badass at Making Money" by Jen Sincero. Have you heard of it? Oh, I don't know. It's don't epic. Know. Like I it, haven't. It's it's very law of attraction, but right. it, it's in a logical, structured way, which that's my brain. Not like the secret where you write a check. And put no, it on the yeah, none of that. <laughs> but like arrive. same background bit. She does it in such a way where, like, for a person who's very logical and structured, I was like, yep. I cannot get on board. <laughs> so that was life changing for me. Um, another big one. Let me just go through. It depends because, like I said, it depends on the season what season you're doing. But then I love anything to do with like women empowerment. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a big favorite is. Have you guys heard of Rachel Hollis? No, no, but she's, I'll be looking her up. Uh, you like a like a states author, and she's amazing. And so she's like a mom of four kids, and she just writes about raw and real. And then she's also got this like multi-million dollar business like killing oh, it oh just that on the side yeah though, right? and yeah. then she's got, like she's doing a lot and she's so raw and real it's just very refreshing I'm very I'm very into that so I seek yeah. that out so like she's got a book it's called Girl Wash Your Face um, mm-hmm. and then she's got a second one to it I can't remember the name so she's really good um, I do I'm not gonna lie I do love the woo woo box so like you know, know Gabby Bernstein like yeah, yeah. the universe has your bag like love that I'm so <laughs> looking these up um, and then another really good one if you are struggling with um, health stuff, if you are being like very restrictive or you feel like you may have disordered eating, books that really helped me was The Fuck It Diet. Oh, yeah, Amazing. like that. Um, or Just Eat It. And they're by Laura, Th- Laura Thomas, Just Eat It. And then The Fuck It Diet is by Caroline so Duna. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It, Just Eat It. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, Combine them together. Anything with that in the title is just oh, killing yeah. it right that. And then what's that? 
What's that stupid book that you literally can't walk past a bookstore without it being the number one bestseller? Are there still books? Yeah, around? like every the subtle art of not giving a fuck. That's it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, not I haven't read vibe. that one, but it's very I'm negative. So, gonna have to, oh, we so I started reading it, the other one. Everything is fucked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I thought too. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, get Yeah, it really drives you into like a really negative. Yeah. Space, so I, I, thought. I watched, wow. I listened to half, and I couldn't get into it. But I, like I said, like it, it depends on kind of what you need, what stage you're at, what yeah, you need what at you need help with. So. Yeah. I yeah. the books I listen listen to like vary so much, but they're definitely my go to um, at the start. They were big big helps for me. Love so that. Good. You know what I watched on the weekend? Um, this is just totally the side, and the producer will <laughs> be like, "Sam, wrap it up." But I watched. We get the one hour sign held up <laughs> yeah. here, and then we're getting that. like, "Hurry so up!" Turn into the finger, and they just um, <laughs> like, let me I live watched, my life. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Um, I don't watch? know what it's called, but it's on Netflix. It's Brené Brown's thing. I love Brené oh, Brown. Oh, I love Jess. I mean, I know her Netflix be. special. Her Netflix yeah. special. How yeah. good is How it? Amazing I was cried that? in that. Just yeah. It was so convoluted. I was what? lost. You didn't like it? <laughs> I didn't pay enough oh, attention, I don't think. But you were not that I didn't like it. I thought she was, I thought <laughs> she, she was phenomenal. She changed my life. Her presentation style yeah. was incredible. She's amazing. The, like her delivery. She's so real. Her personality. Everything about her is phenomenal. And like. She, you can see why she cuts through so well oh, yeah. because she yeah. is incredible, but it just felt like a really, like a real roundabout. Like no, the, the just story you. just went sort of around and around, and I was that's like, I you. don't really know. I can kind of understand. No. Like no, I. <laughs> Brenna, she, she's like got Brenna's back. Have you back. read her all her books? Everything. Yeah, yeah, Pretty I love much, her yeah. books. Her books are yeah. amazing. I listen. I, I mean. can. I can. Yeah, audible that shit. I think she'd be better in writing. She's good like at her, everything. Her I think. information, her delivery is phenomenal. So she's great. Oh, but yeah. I think. And I just love she's her She's clearly super intelligent. And so I feel like written so it would be broken down. Yeah. But some of the spoken stuff, I just. But it, could you imagine, though, doing a one hour Netflix special and trying to get no. all your best stuff in one hour? I'd be oh, shooting myself. There's I think no that's way. why. She could have yeah. gone and she's for honest about it all and says, like, when I did this TED talk or whatever, it was yes. like horrendous. Like, she went home and was like binge watching TV <laughs> yeah. and like reading hateful comments because <gasps> people are just assholes and they're talking about how she looks and all these horrible things. And she's yeah, she like, talks this about is that. What I went yeah. through. Yeah. But because what you said earlier is what reminds me of. That's why I brought it up. And I don't remember the exact line, but it's something <laughs> to the effect of the opposite of fitting in is oh belonging. Yeah. The yeah, opposite so of belonging is fitting people in. People try to fit in and change themselves to fit in, but belonging is when you're yourself, your true self, and the the right people, you know, like that about you. They and love you. Yes. For it. And you always like when you are your true authentic self, people can feel that. They can yeah. feel the difference. Yeah. And you will always attract the right people. Yes. Do you think that's the, the key to a good social account? So. Oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah. doing what you are passionate about and what you really like and what content you want to do yeah. and then like your audience will just come to you like yeah. you you will attract the right people but if you try and put out content that you think people want yeah. or that you're trying to like it's you contrived. know mimic off something else like it just it won't work I don't know no. it's, it's weird hey they won't have it won't have the impact and sometimes I've like I could go on it forever about this so, and I won't but there's moments <laughs> we can do it down and podcast. up down and yeah. up and there's times where I don't want anything to do with social media oh but yes got businesses on there so you know I have to keep posting things and and I say have to because like we do have businesses no, we, you know we do. <laughs> so there's times where it's not really like I'm not really in that passion in that yeah, moment. Yeah, you can you can feel you're lacking the passion yes. to create the content, yeah. but you're just creating the content. Yeah. And it's hard in those seasons though yeah. because you do feel quite unauthentic, which yeah. it's not like you're being no. fake. I'm kind of regurgitating stuff I've already said before Yes, because I exactly. already know it so yeah. well. Yeah, but it's I not like you. I'm not like lit. I'm not on yeah. fire. Yes, exactly, which I feel like <sighs> – 
people can tell, but also yeah. you can't, it's not a bad you can't thing. be on fire God, no. all the time. It's not like you we're putting burn. out bad stuff. It's still positive that people get stuff from. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's just not on fire. Well, I have um, my question that I ask people. It's sort of a new thing. It's what's your <laughs> you can? So obviously my podcast is called You Can by Emily Sky. That's me. <laughs> In case you didn't <laughs> know. know. And it's about um, you can do it. Like you can do anything. Um, whatever it is, like you got to believe in yourself basically. So mm-hmm. um, what is your you can? Could you think of anything in this moment? Um, so like what, I, Where do you go to? What keeps I'm, you motivated? Yeah, yeah, get you. Um, so I'm big on affirmations yeah. and so a big affirmation of mine is no one is you and that is your power. Yes. And so when I feel like I am lacking or I'm in doubt or I've just seen this negative comment yeah. or like something like that, I always go back to that and I am big on like meditation and stuff. Yeah. And so I always go back to that and I always just – 100% like I will continuously say it to myself and just be like, no one is me and that is my yeah, power. And then like say it to myself and really kind of be like in this world, like I am just creating how like what I want to create through my like lens and, yeah. you know, what I feel like and what feels authentic to me and what we we're just saying about I will attract the right people. Yeah. And so that's what I kind of go back to and I yeah. kind of go like, what I do, if it's from that place, it's like it can't be wrong. Yes, that's the right thing. I love. Sense. Yes, it makes yeah, complete, totally. complete okay, sense. Good. In my head, I was like, no, I like. I, it's like you're taking the words out of my head and constructing <laughs> them way better than yeah. I could. <laughs> so that's definitely like a big thing for me is just like realizing that and feeling into it and really believing it, yeah. believing in myself. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's so good. Fabulous. Well, I think that's going to wrap the episode. Yes. Thank you so much um, for having thank me. Thank you so much thank for coming you for on. Thank you for joining us. Our first it. guest of 2020. Is that uh, right? Is it really? No. Wait. <laughs> is it 2020? Is that what uh, I'm asking? No. I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's like usually we at the end of the episode and I'm like, oh, we didn't swear in that one. We don't have to go explicit. And then after it, they're like, you swore seven times. I'm like, well, <laughs> I blew that. Every time. Again. <laughs> yeah, no, I just don't want to explicit. So tell us where we can find you, all the deets. Yeah, of course. So... Um, Instagram is basically where I live and it's just Georgie Stevenson. I'm sure I don't have to spell that People out. People don't try to find where she actually lives. <laughs> yeah, don't We'll be putting you on down. our um, on the You Can podcast page as well. You yeah. Can by Emily Sky on Instagram. We've got a um, Facebook as well. So we'll put your, your details um, Yeah, so just Georgie Stevenson on Instagram, on Facebook. My podcast is Rise and Conquer Podcast. Love. And then Naked Harvest is nakedharvestsupplements.com. And, you know, on Instagram, all that stuff. Cool. Yeah. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. It was so, so much fun. So good to meet you finally. Too. I know. Yeah. yeah. I have to have, have you back one day. I know there's lots more yeah. to talk about, right? I know. I, know. I just want to keep going. It's very hard to hold back. <laughs> anyway, you have to say the outro. Um, remember, you can do it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we never brief anyone. It's yeah. always awkward at the very last minute. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've blown that again. It's like you can do the outro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the You Can podcast with me, Emily Skye. This podcast is part of the Spin Studio Network. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and I'll be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast. To stay up to date with me, follow me on Instagram at You Can by Emily Skye and join our closed Facebook group so we can chat. Just search You Can by Emily Skye.